Go Loud presents Read the Room. Flintshire County Council in the UK changed the name of Spotted Dick, which was, as far as I know, the rudest sounding dish in your recipe book. Spotted Dick is a dessert made with raisins and suet, going back centuries. They, they demanded that it had to be called Spotted Richard. Ah, come much on. Much to everyone's disappointment, isn't that the brilliant? The shower of Richard Head. Tunbridge Wells Borough Council in Kent banned the term, the term brainstorming. What? <laughs> for fear of offending epileptics. Ah, oh, And changed it to thought showers. <laughs> I know, this, there's a brothel my, down in Camden Street that you can one. get some thought showers. <laughs> I'm Maya Dunphy. Hello there, I'm Paddy Gorney. And this is Read the Room, a podcast where we pull apart the people, the scenarios, the companies and the stories of the week. Where somebody, through either dumb luck or simply just being a dose, failed to do just that. Read the room. This week, Paddy, we're focusing our latest on the You Can't Say Anything Anymore Brigade. Oh yeah, also no. known as You Can't Be Violently <laughs> Offensive to Anyone Anymore. You know, it's just so wrong. I can't just mouth off and just be hateful. These people don't just put their feet in their mouths. They shove a full chest of drawers, a small hatchback and a full car of offensiveness <laughs> down their gullets. All in the name of the bands, Paddy. It's just, just the bands. It's yeah. just the bands. It's nothing to do with the PC Gone Wrong Brigade and everything to do with just being a sound and compassionate dude. That's all. Now, none of us is perfect and we all make mistakes, but to those people who refuse to get off the banter bus of casual racism, homophobia, misogyny, we say... Read the room. <laughs> I love working. I just... Because as a freelancer, it's shit. Like, I do remember the times of... No work and the panic. And I did, like, I, I had a proper job for eight years before this as working as an accountant for different people. And I just wanted that, which sounds weird back then, the bravery of a kind of mid-twenties guy saying, uh, I just want to, like, you know, work to my own tune and decide what I do when I do it. And for the first few years, it was I say great. how, I say when, I say how. <laughs> and soon I put myself quote, off the kitchen the floor and stop crying. But, I like, I love the idea of not knowing, you know, what's going to happen next month or the, the next year oh, after that. Whereas now, it's like panicky, pathetic, going like that. thing is, though, I was the same. I worked for 12 years in a, still in telly, but in, 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 a, in a salaried job. And for the last two, I was really working towards a freelance life. But it suits my head, but not my heart, or all the way around. Because, you know, the freedom of it's amazing, but I'm constantly panicking about the next job. Yeah. It's horrible. And I go, and why, you... didn't, why didn't I get a normal job? The added pressure of being a mum as well. Am a I a mum? Do I ever mention that? No, I know. Does a tattoo know. around your neck? <laughs> <laughs> mention Tom. It's a hat with a neon sign. <laughs> it's a. But then at the same time, I'm not going to lie. I earn a lot less than people might think, and a lot less than most people I know. But I have so much time with my son, and you don't get these these days back. So you know, we a lot of fun stuff. I think a lot of people are like that post-pandemic, aren't they? Realizing yeah. what it is they can can't do, like, especially yeah. the, those who had to commute in and out of work. Like I met a guy. Um, Good for you. I'm delighted I'm, for you. When's the big day? <laughs> we, we'll set the date in uh, July. Um, and he was like, I'd see him coming home from work every day, and just downbeat, like it's just his chin was into his chest, and wouldn't I can't uh, have I contact with anybody? Just hate his life. And in the pandemic, he didn't have to commute in and out of work, yeah. and it's kind of robbing them probably of, of these people two hours of work in and out of of town. Yeah. Now he was lucky enough that he had a dart. There's other people who have to sit in traffic for hours to get where they want to go. My God, my sister in London, when you, yeah, commuting on the tube at rush hour with your face in someone's armpit for an hour and a half a day, I'll give you like, a fifty euro. That will <laughs> that will that will take years off your life. Yeah. 
Anyway, so that's not what we're talking about today. What honey. are we talking we're not about talking today? About faces and armpits on the tube. So we are talking about the you can't do anything anymore brigade. And what sparked this week's topic was there was a tweet that that was oh, yeah. appeared a week or so ago from a guy called well, his his handle is Mister Struggle. Oh. Which sums it up, and he said. Had an interview for a graduate job in London that I thought went fairly well. When the recruiter got back to me with feedback, she was like, he really liked you, you seemed intelligent and driven, etc. The only thing he found issue with was the fact that you're Irish. He said he's hired Irish people before and they've been really lazy and laid back and he's just a bit cautious before he hires another one. Oh, fuck. Now, a lot of people, that went straight into the didn't happen of the year awards. And I think it did happen because I don't know why this guy would make that up. Um, apropos of nothing um, but it got us talking about kind of because we talk about casual racism and we've got to be careful because we're both you know Pasty privileged whites. white people yeah you so, might be so <laughs> it is relatively <laughs> it is hard for us to talk on behalf of other people um, and well, we, we, can, we talk about casual racism from an Irish point of yeah, view we can yeah we don't think about that but well, I'll give you an example I mean, going Jesus back. though it was very uh, it wasn't very cool to be Irish in London up until about ooh, 20 years ago but look it's still there simmering or away in Ireland I, like I'll give you examples when I was uh, I used to live in Donegal in the 80s at the height of the crazy troubles and the only way up and down was a bus and so we'd travel into um, Enniskillen and the bus would stop in Enniskillen and soldiers would get on. And like, I'm only a bi at this uh, very young fella and just cheeky wondered, like I've never seen a gun before. Yeah. And soldiers get on the bus, walk up and down the bus and they're kind of looking at you. And I think, I don't know, I just, like it, you, know, you can't say anything anymore. <sighs> I went like, Jesus, you shouldn't be here. It's what I said. And the soldier went berserk and he goes, what's your name? I was like, what? Just, um, Paddy. <laughs> and he, I think he, thought I was taking the piss he said what's your name Paddy and I was, I was like yeah, yeah Paddy I said right off the bus and I was like I, I was shit Jesus myself Christ, I honestly thought like that 14, 15 maybe oh god and I said get off the bus and he was no like I'd say he was 16 or 17 off off the bus and so he had to take he took where's your bag and I went it, it's in the you know in the boot or whatever of the bus the hold and he took everybody's bag off the bus him and the lads searched all the bags <sighs> just because I gave him back chat and it happened every time I was on that bus up and down the every month I used to travel up and down and they used to stop that bus take me off take everybody else's bags off just so everybody would be pissed off at me and to me if that's not profiling like I in know. a racist well, look, kind of way like remember just... Heathrow Airport the Irish terminal was called the Irish Mile because the, the walk was miles away and they built it that far out in case anyone Oh, yeah. to do anything you arrive at the airport you walk you walk you walk and you're in Kilburn oh. <laughs> get a bus out of here so there's that so I'm wondering with the post Brexit thing like is there an anti-Irish thing bubbling up again in the UK because they see us and the Northern Ireland protocol Is there, are they starting to get a little bit angry towards us oh, again No, I think the Brits are so universally hated now that there's a queue isn't there but it just felt that that idea of that guy just you know to be so upfront and kind of go well I'm not going to employ you because you know the Irish and you yeah. know what you guys are like and you know take you would lazy think shower. people had more cop on though nowadays to just don't say the quiet bit loud even if you think that I think there's also we basically built London so yeah that's um that's people with that attitude people with that attitude from whether they're British or not or from around the world like so um thank you to our lovely British uh, of listeners course, listen we have my sister is in London I have lots of British pals it's a bit like what's happening within the Ukraine now and the Brits did not open their borders to Ukrainians it doesn't mean that all Brits feel the same way I used to play up to it when I was gigging over there I loved 
gigging up in oh, sure north to. of England. So like, so in say Liverpool the north or of England Manchester. England is essentially Irish though. Guys, of course it is. I, yeah. I used to say that open on the stage like, you know, just you guys, you're just Ireland on tour. <laughs> and we hear it a lot of, she can't see anything anymore. And what people mean by that is, it's a bit like when someone says, with all due respect, it means I'm about to show you no respect whatsoever. <laughs> That's lovely. I do like that though. With all due respect. You're a dick. <laughs> it's, it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Just precursor that. You just know, you know what's coming. But what it means is, I'm about to say something that's really hateful, misogynistic, homophobic, sexist, or all the above, but I just want to get away with it. Yeah. But is there, are we in a world now that bullies are, are winning and the, the, the right wing kind of politics is kind of but it's not bubbling up anymore it's here it's there and that these kind of uh, hate is winning so it's like people feel a bit freer to say things or is it social media is it like I, I, I don't know the answer to this so I'm kind of posing the question yeah. well, so here's anybody... the thing though you can say whatever you like I mean, in this part of the world we can say whatever we like well, just read the so room first lucky you know if you were in China oh, right. or North Korea or arguably parts of Myanmar um then you can say whatever you like and you might get arrested for it. So we can say whatever you like, whatever we like, whenever we want to say it. You just don't get to not be pulled up on it. Yeah, there has to be consequences. Of course, there's yeah. consequences to everything and you don't get to say something awful and not have somebody say, well, hang on a second here. I think, I think a lot of the time, for example, we would have sat in the pub or in post office queues and we give out about the Taoiseach or the Prime Minister in the UK or a taxi driver. Or the L one in front of you that's taken exactly. ages to buy just one bleeding stamp. Did like, I tell you about me Barricus fans and then the other like, thing the other day the dog keeps barking door. And now one letter to England it's the same price just get two stamps just get two stamps oh Jesus. But now we have I can't say anything these days. I can't say anything these days. Now we have a platform of social media where you can reach people directly. Uh-oh. You can directly tweet Boris Johnson or Micheál Martin and call them names if you want to. If you saw them in the street, would you do that? Boris Johnson, yes, actually, probably would, to that, be fair. Actually, that's the thing. Yeah, the, the difference between saying shit online to be able to say stuff to someone's face when you meet them on the street. And yeah. that's why I don't rate anything that's said on social media at all, ever. Unle- like, if somebody said, if, if I met somebody oh, in person before. it can still hurt, though. It can still sting. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Well, I suppose maybe then it's a, a, a case of trying to change your, your mind of how to deal with this to understand that if someone said that I, I knew a peer that said something critical about a piece of work I did or some, yeah. some I don't know what something about me I would take that to heart wherever it's if it's face to face or online I would take that to heart but if it's somebody that I've never met before that I think the majority of people on Twitter are bots and that helps yeah. me in my mind go do you know what it's some algorithm is saying this you know talking shit about somebody else so I don't really you know value anything that is said you know, all on the Twitter. times I've told you that you're shit on Twitter it's, yeah, it's alright <laughs> I meant it I meant it yeah but it's M-A-U-I-A <laughs> dumb pie so it's, it's never really but like you. disagreement and disagreeing is part of being human debates and are great if we didn't disagree with each other then life would be pretty boring but you're I wrong. think now <laughs> people now are, they've come to believe and it's, it's it become worse, exacerbated by the pandemic. People are at home alone and everything gets blown out of proportion. But they started to put more importance on their own opinions, like my opinion. It's not opinions, like my opinions are a fact. And Trump was the king of it, you know. And what is that? They're saying, you know, you're entitled to your own opinion, you're not entitled to your own facts. Great. And that's a very simple way of putting that. it. Yeah. But And same with, you know, the debate between information and knowledge. Like information is essentially just data that I can give you. But if you don't have the knowledge to know how to use that, it's not the same thing. So you have people who have all this information. It's a bit like I could have the information on paper of how to do 
a heart transplant, but I wouldn't have the nut. You wouldn't want me standing over you going, "Hey, Paddy." I, I, I would take Count backwards yeah, from ten. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not my heart. That's not my heart. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the difference. You people who, who think they are terribly well informed, because I think tied in with this brigade are also the. I've done my own research. Oh, huh? What about yeah. them? Do that, you sheeple. <laughs> do your own research. You, go, well, you read a book. And people don't understand the, the magic of the algorithms that you're speaking into this echo chamber yeah. that's feeding back the same shit to you time yeah. and time again. And and I know some people that like were, were good pals and you know good acquaintances back in the day that have turned into fucking idiots. Yeah. Just basically from reading something online, be it Facebook or Twitter, and kind of go, well, that's it. It's, uh, it's there in... Blue and white, it's fact. And then they develop their own way of putting it across. And then everybody else is wrong. Yeah. No, they they don't engage in, in debate we're anymore. We're living in sort of perilous times. But getting back to the specific, you can't say anything anymore, Brigade. Um, it's in the, the, other, the other big one they fall back on is, well, back in my day, we had a sense of humour. Like, oh, yeah. That doesn't mean you can call a woman sugar tits, pinch her arse as she walks past you in the office, or, you know, use oh racist God, I'm, terms I'm, I'm to the out all the Pakistani here. guy who works in your office because, oh, should we do it 20 years ago? And he, he's only a joke. He loved it. He didn't love it. And the oh. women didn't like it. None of us liked it. This is a bit of a tangent, but... <laughs> Words matter, people. And it's actually in... It's in defence of builders. There's been a lot of talk in the last while about builders catcalling. I don't think builders have actually catcalled for a long time, to be honest. Can you ask... Just, normally, can you just tell me, like... Definition of catcalling. Uh, I, 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 Is I it guess wolf she, whistling or how you love or like. You see, that's what I was here. never. Sh- show. I was never. It's, it's different if someone goes, "Looking good today, love." Is that awful? As opposed to, "Show us your tits" or something okay, like that. Right. Catcalling, I suppose, is technically any sort of one-sided um, monologue. I suppose that comes from somebody towards you if you haven't instigated a conversation or you haven't started. So if some, unwarranted, unwarranted, attention. yeah. Okay. So if you walk past a building site and someone shouts something at you, I guess. Technically, it's catcalling no matter what they say. Okay. But I don't think people do it anymore. And I'm not going to get into whether it's harmful or not because it was never something that really bothered me, but I never, really, I never felt intimidated by it. But anyway, where I live, there's a massive construction site. And <laughs> I walk quite quickly and I was walking down the street and I could see it happening in slow motion. And there was a builder in front of me, he had his back to me and he was chatting to two lads in front of him. So they could see me approaching, he couldn't. And he had a shopping bag. <laughs> healthy builders there was a cucumber in it and I could see what was happening he took the cucumber out of his bag now he couldn't see me approaching and I was walking fast and the two guys could see me approaching they knew what he was going to do he's obviously just the lad on sight and he takes the cucumber puts it between his legs and starts throwing around going hey lads and they kind of I think one of them shouted sketch and their eyes wide and they looked at me in terror going she's going to report us and as I walked up he almost hit me on the thigh with the cucumber swinging it slowly and then he went, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And the lads were like, what are you doing, Dave? <laughs> and it was hilarious. It was totally harmless. It. it wasn't intended to offend me or anybody else. And I was quite impressed with his healthy lunch, to be honest. But, and I, I, I kind of half slowed down because, I mean, he just looked terrified. The colour drained from his face. And the cucumber was still there flailing in his hand. And he's like, I'm really, I'm really sorry. I'm really, I said, don't be silly. I said, can I ask? I didn't know you could buy those tiny cucumbers around here. Where did you get it? <laughs> and kept walking and the lads just burst out Great. laughing. They were like, it's grand. <laughs> and look, it was, that was total tangent, but. But I think it works like, you know, just have a bit of crack. And that, that, you know, if it's unwarranted, if you feel, I think whatever happens in, in this whole podcast and what we're talking about is the whole idea of reading the room to be able to understand if if you see anybody wince or be uncomfortable with whatever you say or whatever you do be it yeah. an action or word then 
read the room and shut the fuck up. Don't yeah. say. There's a times when you don't have to say anything. And, um, and people sometimes will start with, oh, I just have to say. Oh, here we go. Yeah. That's uh, They're all, almost the same people as, you know, no disrespect, but you're a fucking dick. <laughs> but like, uh, your story of the cucumber reminded me of, I used to work in a freight company years ago <laughs> and there was this girl's job and her job was simply to take papers from Ireland over to UK before we had, Jesus, before we had fax or email or any of this kind of stuff. So just custom documents you take over to London, get them signed, back on the plane and back again. And so she knew everybody in Dublin Customs. And for the crack, what the lads did, they confiscated a bag and they found a vibrator. And they <laughs> they said, what we're going to do is put it into her bag and kind of produce it and went like, um, oh, what's this? So they stopped. All the lads had gathered around. All, you know, men and women that were working in Customs at the time. Uh, her bag beeped and says, sorry, um, I can't remember her name. Let's call her Jennifer. I hope it's not Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer, we'll have to go through your bag. Yeah, no problem at all. And took out some a purse, a wallet, at this, and then pulled out the vibrator. And everybody was kind of looking at her to go, hey, she didn't flinch at all. And they went like, oh, and kept digging again until they pulled out another vibrator. In your face, lads. True story. It wasn't Jennifer. Whoever it was, it wasn't Jennifer. So it's like you, you can have. And she planted that there. She didn't plant it there. No. It's hers. I know, but she brought it knowing they would find it for the crack. Because she's funny. <gasps> but That's also, with the, you, you, you can't say it. There's sometimes you should, should when you have a, a platform, you shouldn't say nothing at all. And I do have to bring up this fella, Giles Corn. Did you read this last week? Oh, Giles, Giles. I've never heard of this man dig before. Dig up, Giles, dig up. Someone should tell him. Okay, to, so do you to, know? Okay, yes, well, I do. So basically, I think it was a yeah. couple of weeks ago or whatever Reputation proceeds and put it that way. So from Putin, from Putin appeal to the fashion for Z. Here are some hot takes on the war in Ukraine you won't be seeing in the papers. This is from this guy, Friday, March 11th. And I, I have to read this because like, I was in absolute shock. It was somebody, um, an actor friend of mine, uh, Amanda Abington. Do you know Amanda? I do. She's brilliant. Uh, yes, it's all very sad. This is Giles Corn. Yes, it's all very sad, but I'm bored with it now. It's not as if it's happening in Wales or something. Ukraine is miles away. You probably wouldn't even hear a nuclear bomb if it went off in Kiev. I'm fed up with talking about war and death all the time and everyone walking around with long faces. It's time we got back to discussing more important things like Brexit and face masks and whether one of the upsides to losing the test series in the Caribbean I can't go on what a, like the thing about Giles is uh, I think he thinks he's a bit of a satirist and I think he was trying to be satirical um, but he had the tone well, he just got it wrong because I don't believe that he intended that to be taken at face value oh I hope not because um, but at the same time it doesn't matter like read the room it's not it's, it's and this is the thing when it comes down to like Jimmy Carr did something similar recently um, not similar to that but a, but a joke that landed very very badly and for good reason and like I can take a joke badly you can take a joke well sometimes um, <laughs> but you know it, the fact is if you are making fun of a person or a group of people who are already hurting that's not satire it's bullying and yeah. it's just like it's like no the timing is wrong like I love a good joke I love an edgy joke I love a topical joke and there are ways to frame jokes about anything that will actually land you can you, you can actually joke about anything if you do it in the right way if yeah. you're smart enough but you've got to be smart and, th- and I saw some other some people and other comics as well I, I like as a person I think of a right to say whatever it was as an ex-comic probably even more so but I do see if there are people who are working at the same time there's other comics coming out against him 
I, I, and I have to preface this by saying I didn't see the gag. I didn't hear the gag. I don't know. All I knew is that the headline pieces that were talking about that it was um, Jimmy Carr's joke. Yeah, yeah. So it was in reference to um, it was a positive that so many gypsies had died in in the Holocaust. Yeah, and like, and people say, oh, but the context. Fuck the context. Where is the? I don't get the context. Oh no, of where I listened. I listened to the joke, funny. and the, the, it, it was, it was, it wasn't a funny joke at all. And he's smart, and he's a smart man, and I think he does it deliberately too, because that had to, that was on Netflix. That had to go through. He wrote the joke. That had to go through an editor, and somebody in Netflix approved that joke going out. Because to, it, to be fair, like I think everything is is we should be able to joke about. Like, it's just kind of a, a, a tragedy plus time equals comedy. There's certain things um, that we, we can laugh about, but um, th- there are people who can talk about certain subjects if it's been, you know, if it's happened to them, if yeah. they're part of, of the gang. Whereas, again, we're a couple of pasty white privileged uh, folks that uh, can only talk about from our What's point of view. pasty? Speak for yourself, pal. Oh, my God, you're very... I, can't, I thought I'd talk into a ghost over here like this, a floating jumper. Um, I am going to fake tan the hell out of myself next Do week. not there come in here like an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> With jokes, the, the big thing at the moment is there's a lot of uh, comics getting in the neck for things that you can't say. And I'm just worried that you can't say anything anymore. Yeah. We have to be able to, as much as we're, you know, we're talking about this uh, on, on this podcast, we have to be able to talk about some things and a debate has to be open to everybody and you can't just be shut down for saying something that one person doesn't agree with. Yeah. And, and can I give an example as well? This whole idea, and I love, the, this is the magic of Twitter. This is why I'm online. For examples of people being nosy. Be, like, you know, if pe- two people are having a conversation online. Oh, sticking there. This is, virtual nosing. It's just not, and like, the work back is. So it's these two people, I won't give their names out, but it's, uh, good morning, gang. I was expecting to wake up in Twitter jail, but I'm still here. Response, I'm just back from there. Welcome back. What were you in there for? Making comments about illegals. I can't say anything anymore or I'll face another day ban. And then someone just, oh, for fuck's sake, you can't say anything on here anymore. What? what? And so they're, they're, they're setting themselves up for, like, you know, I, I want to be able to say hurtful, publicly. hateful So things. I was making jibes about basically illegal immigrants and Twitter kicked me off for seven days isn't that a disgrace basically I was being a racist prick and I was pulled up on it but also again I'm thinking with, with uh, Twitter do better than seven days or like put these people in, in Twitter jail for whatever it is like if you're saying hateful hurtful things like see people forget that like Twitter is a public platform it is like it is like printing something in a newspaper also that's the thing that I, I wonder sometimes if people are having a conversation do they think it's just you and me having this chat and then somebody else puts in like this gorgeous one here and it's uh, my 23 year old 23 year olds have to be like I'm so old um, <laughs> and then this one lad says uh, my 19 year old complained about his back after his second day stocking shelves and when I rolled my eyes he said dad I'm not 16 anymore <laughs> so then someone else then immediately after that so here's two people having a chat someone else jumped in and went hi diminishing someone else's pain like you know that isn't okay my back was fucking screaming at me in high school it's not fun I went like read the room like read the tweets but don't get involved and then someone else like that came back then and goes listen it was a joke about 19 year old see when, once you're explaining then you're losing it was a joke oh. about 19 year old bemoaning his loss of youth not belittling uh, of his pain his pain was caused by a normal case of overuse and is confirmed to muscular in its nature D- becoming all scientific now it, if you'd like a joke about pain belittling I'll try and write one thanks 
and then someone else. <laughs> good on you. You're, you're uh, good on you for making sure it wasn't medical before writing it off. Lower back arthritis starts around nineteen to twenty. <laughs> people just piling on then. And then someone said, like I said earlier, read the room because words matter. Like it just. Oh my god. <laughs> I I'm a watcher. I'm I'm one of these people. I just I I love. You're a curtain witcher. Yes, I am. Valley of the. Um. So you're watching all this stuff going on and. To be fair, like, I actually find that funny. Like, I'm sorry that the, the person went through some back pain when they were <laughs> y- young and that. But, like, you know, not everybody has to get involved and share your your pain. These people are having a bit of crack, a bit of joke. He's slagging his son and he wasn't really slagging back no. pain. So, like, back off. Like, so you know, people kind of, won't you think about me? It suddenly no. becomes a think about the chronic pain sufferers. Like, like I just want to get my son to do a decent day's yeah. work for fuck's sake. And have a joke about it. And him and the son probably had the crack about it. You know, and to be fair, like, and even the son having that joke, like, oh, you can't, like, you know, I'm not 16 anymore, Dad. He, he got the gag. So this person chiming in, trying to let them know what's going on in their world. I get it. Use another form. Don't be having to go with somebody else, take it down somebody else to let your opinion be put across. Now the flip side of uh, it's it's PC gone mad (laughs) crowd is that sometimes, not sometimes, but I hate the term snowflake. I don't like it at all. But it's true that some people do overreact. And there there are people who are professionally outraged all the time. Definitely. And look, you know, I, I do love the expression where we know better, we do better and we are moving in, into different times now where we are trying to do things differently. And there are some things that need to be cancelled or changed or amended. Uh, but not everything. And I found some brilliant... Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of them come from UK councils. I don't know what it's about regional UK councils. But maybe it's similar over here. No, more so in the UK. There's something about kind of regional representation that they're You've always You've no authority, terrified. Jackie Weaver. I know. Do you remember Jackie yes. Weaver? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where they all think they're running the country and they take things very seriously. Now, um, um, Flintshire County Council in the UK changed the name of Spotted Dick, which was, as far as I know, the rudest sounding dish in your recipe book. Spotted Dick is a dessert made with raisins and suet going back centuries. They, they demanded that it had to be called Spotted Richard. Ah, come much on. Much to everyone's disappointment. Isn't that the brilliant? The shower of Richard Head. Tombridge Wells Borough Council in Kent banned the, ter- the term brainstorming. What? For fear of offending epileptics. Ah, and changed it to thought showers. <laughs> I know, this, there's a brothel my, down in Camden Street that you can one. get some thought showers. <clears throat> <laughs> you want the thought shower? It's an extra tenor. This is one of my favourite ones. Um, if you are looking to hire somebody. Now, I made the mistake once. Just don't hire any Irish because they're lazy. I don't, God, yeah. I did make the mistake once many years ago um, of putting something up on Twitter saying we were looking for somebody young and enthusiastic to join our team. And someone said, you can't ask for somebody young. It's like, oh God, I'm, I'm actually, I, I, what, that wasn't right. Okay. What I meant was we're not going to pay them very much. <laughs> <laughs> but then, it was be more honest. It was a trainee yeah. role on Brilliant. a production. Um, and you assume that somebody who's young, enthusiastic might also work for crisps. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we weren't paying them crisps. Well, I'm we old and enthusiastic. So does that count? There was remuneration. Give the job. Um, <clears throat> but this... Um, anyway, a Hertfordshire recruitment agency boss was once told she couldn't request reliable and hard working, which are surely two keystones that employers look for, but no. Oh, what do they... <laughs> the, the job centre in uh, Norfolk told her that such an advert could be offensive to unreliable people. <laughs> 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 Looking for a reliable... Uh, do you know what? You're not, going to, you're not going to offend them because they couldn't be arsed <laughs> looking for a job or reading the description. It's the like that thing where people say to you in an interview... You know, um, 
what, what, you know, what are your strengths and weaknesses? Well, my weaknesses are honesty. How's that weakness? I don't give a fuck what you think. You know? <laughs> it's that kind of thing. <clears throat> and lots of workplaces, not across the board, have banned the term love or pet. There was a post office somewhere in Ireland, actually, I think, where the customers were complaining because there was um, a lady behind the counter and she always called everybody love. Like an older lady. And she's like, hello, love. Not she's got a northern England <laughs> accent when she was somewhere in the Midlands in Ireland, but um, and the customer like it doesn't bother us. Like she's not feeling us up. She's not like salivating. Up. She's calling us love. I that's and I hate that kind of stuff. Does it like at my age, there are two people in my life that still call me kid. Ah, and, and I, I love that. So like and love and pet like, ah, come on, now that's that we're going too far. I know. So you can now. There's certain things as well. You can't say anything anymore. Lists are like you can't mention people's weight unless they've engaged with you in the first place. You can't. But no, it's. I mean, I understand why you can't talk about some. Actually, do you know what I've? There's a lot of people on social media, especially on Instagram. A lot of them would be um, influencers or dancers or models, and they do this thing called hashtag What I Eat in a Day. Um, and look, I'm not going to lie. I think a lot of women and men are interested in what other people eat. Um, but if it's for... And so I was asked to do it more than once. <laughs> what? And I was like, what? what? I, I have no problem sharing what I eat in a day if people are interested in recipe ideas or meal inspiration because I love food. If people think, well, she's quite slim. So if I eat exactly what she eats, I think that's what it is sometimes with these younger people on, on Instagram that they think if I eat what this dancer eats in a day I will look like her and you go no you oh, won't yeah. you need to dance um, 17 hours a day to be as fit I know. as I like know. and I so I kind of put a joke up someone saying are people really interested because I've been asked several times now to do a post on what I eat in a day um, and then some people were outraged and I wasn't outraged by it I was just I was confused by the motivation for it um, and so I put up a picture of like a bottle of vodka, a pack of potato waffles, some instant noodles, one tiny cherry tomato and a nasal swab from a COVID test. And a potato. And a potato. And again, most people were like, ha ha, funny response. And then someone went, why are you drinking Smirnoff vodka? It's Russian. Like, whose side are you on? I was like, oh no! Oh, Jesus! <laughs> you can't say oh, anything really? anymore. Is it? Like, I thought it was bought over by someone. It was bought by Diageo. So oh, was, I was it? I was saved. Oh, I was nice saved. Of- The thing about this week is, and that you can't say anything, we're actually getting the chance to say something, to say for posterity down, I don't know if you've got your census form yet. Oh, yes. there's a little box to say that you can write in this, whatever it is that you want. So to all those people that want to say shit online that they don't, like, just annoy people. It's horrible. It's racist. It's homophobic, misogynist, whatever it is. Save it for this box. And put down on the on the uh, census form so oh. that in a hundred years time people don't. know what so, sort of a dickhead or that you are. Or maybe don't see that's the equivalent, depending on where you are in your life, of of somebody finding your diary. I mean, it'll be two groups of people: the ones who spend too long trying to think of what will make me sound really intelligent, and e uh, equals mc squared. They, yeah. <laughs> And Does they will don't. start to write something philosophical and insightful and show what a yep. deep thinker they are. They'll come across as dicks. Yep. I think the best thing to do is to write something genuine and heartfelt. But anything else, I I, I think I'll I'll leave that box empty. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't. Ah uh, no. Do you know I what I'm see a do? box. I've got to fill okay, it. Okay, I'm going to draw a cartoon penis in it. Good. <laughs> well, that, do you know? What I, I think we should do like like I, that. Those that stupid graffiti on the ground. There's amazing graffiti around uh, Dublin at the moment. Like you know, just. Uh, Gorgeous, I like, miss wall crap art. graffiti. Yeah, I know. Just you know, fuck. Yeah, but especially when some when some kid has like climbed. When we were kids, c- kids would climb to the top of anything. I remember the old gas oven near where I live. And I think I said this before. 
you. And we'd get the dart into town sometimes and that was a derelict site. It's now apartments. But somebody had climbed to the top of the gasometer in Ring's End and you're talking like... Jesus, like it's 200 feet anyway. And they'd written in bad, bad writing in the spray can, bulb is a spa. <laughs> and they'd drop and go, wow, the effort that took. And then Boland's Mills, remember Boland's Mills down by the, the docks, which is now all being renovated. But the, the old silos, people climbed to the top and again, just did cartoon willies and bad faces <laughs> and then the name of some fella and something about his ma after it. And it's like, oh my God, you risked your life. To slag off your mate's ma. Like, that's classic, yep. isn't it? He won. He won. <laughs> My favourite one was along Clare Hall for years. It must have been there for 10 years. And it was just spelled wrong. Jellousy is a terrible thing. <laughs> and just simple as that line. And every time, you've just, there was always traffic lights, you stop wow. there and you look at it and it goes, do you know what? Jellousy is a terrible thing. So that that's guy actually spelled. can't say anything <laughs> anymore. Or then. <laughs> Literally can't say anything. Okay, so what we learned this week is basically... We actually haven't we haven't resolved this No, and nor all. should we. We'll probably no. come back to it again and sort of say like... But what we're saying is we are very lucky people in this part of the world. We can say whatever we like but you can't say it without consequences. Yeah. And so just if you're going to say something pause for a second read the room and see is it worth saying is it worth you getting your opinion out there if it's going to hurt somebody else that's that's what we're saying don't be a zick D-Z-I-C-K it's a terrible thing Thanks as always for listening to us again on Read the Room. For all the latest updates or to leave a comment, follow me at Paddy C. Courtney and Maya at Maya Dunphy on all the socials. All of them. You can also email us at readtheroom at goloudnow.com. Any good ones come in this week, Paddy? Absolutely loads, but we don't have Thousands. time. We're coming to the Thousands. end of Listen the, this to all of them. Oh, we yeah, printed yeah. them out. No, this one's in crayon. Um, <laughs> Paddy, I hat you. Hmm. Why is it written on your hand? <laughs> Just note to self. Uh, but we did get a lovely, our first uh, first ever review for Read the Room. Somebody read the room oh, and yeah. wrote something really lovely. So I, I've got to shout out It's early days, that. we're delighted. It is, yeah. So thank you to Lucy White in the Sunday Indo. And she said some very nice things. We've good rapport, you and me. Yeah. And we're fast talking. Did you give her that envelope? <laughs> no, there's no envelope. Oh. You can't do that anymore. You what? just can't bribe people anymore. Can't so thank you Lucy White anymore. for the uh, be more Lucy Whites out there have, have a listen to Read the Room look back we've, or listen back we've loads of other um, episodes and we're here we drop new episodes every single Wednesday so thanks to the good people of Go Loud you can hear it on the Go Loud app or wherever you get your okay, podcasts leave it now, enough, enough no no I just leave want I'm, I'm doing the hard sell give us an old five star review will you see you next time bye bye Go Loud presents Read the Room a podcast written, hosted and researched by Maya Dunphy and Paddy Courtney and produced at Go Loud Studios. Executive produced for Go Loud by me, D-Ready. If you like what you heard, please make sure to subscribe to the show and tell your friends to check it out too. And if you're feeling extra kind, please do leave us a review that will help people like you find our podcast. And don't forget, if you think anyone or anything is in need of the Read the Room treatment, then you can let us know at readtheroom at goloudnow.com. We'll be back next week, unless they're cancelled by then. Do you know what you can't say anymore? <laughs> Fuck yourself. <laughs> you shut up, you fucking... <laughs> you call me a... <laughs> I did not. I did, that's what you heard. Please beep that shit out. It's just I don't care. Do you know what? You can't say anything anymore. Yeah, no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <melody. laughs>